services that we've been having. Even I myself, I don't know how it's going to go. Okay. Um, but I've prepared some stuff and uh, the Holy Spirit has laid some things on my heart. So we just move as he leads and directs us. It's going to be, if I may put it, a complicated service. But we are ready for the Holy Spirit, aren't we? Thank you, Kwa, for that song. And I pray that this morning we have come to church with an open heart. During the first part of the service, I kept looking around and I could sense that many of us have closed up our hearts to God this morning. I pray that you open up. I will not exactly be preaching, but I will give a very short exhortation. We'll talk a little bit about camp, and some people have requested to share their camp testimonies. We'll open up that avenue for sharing of 
firm countenance. It will be controlled. And then for those of you who miscount, um, I, I don't think you have really missed completely because the Holy Spirit is going to do some strange things this morning. You have no idea how strange it's going to be. But I want everybody to open up. And I mean everybody open up to God. I was thinking through my exhortation and I tried to give it a title. And it's strange because this is an exhortation. But for the first time, I couldn't come out with one title. I started out with a continuation of what I started last week, which is written. Then the Holy Spirit kept impressing other things in my heart. So I'll share with you some of the way these titles kept changing. And I pray that as we go through it, your heart will also change. And you get to that point where you open up your heart to God and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible tells us that we must keep our hearts. Everybody say, keep your heart. Don't go ahead of me. I'll give you the upfront to you. Okay. Scripture says, keep your heart. And that is going to be the central theme of what we'll be talking about throughout the service today. Keeping our hearts. Or guarding our hearts. Have you left your heart open to anything? Or are you guarding your heart? Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 12, from verse 34, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it is what is in your heart that comes out of your mouth. So the question is, what are you opening your heart to? During my exhortation, I'll be talking a lot about two contrasts. Contrasting one thing with the other. And I hope that you choose the good. What are you keeping your heart? Are you keeping the filth of the world and of your friends and what you read on the internet? Or are you filling your hearts with good stuff from the Lord? Whether we backslide after camp or whether we keep glowing in the Holy Spirit, winning souls and desiring more and more of God or growing higher in grace, it depends on how we guard our heart and what we put into our heart. Jesus continues and says, a good man out of the treasure of his heart produces good things. It is not God that produces. God has given us his word. How much of that word is torn in our heart? I'm sure we'll do a Bible study on the heart very soon. How much of God's word is torn in our heart? 
determines the treasure of God that we have inside us. And out of that treasure, you produce. Out of that treasure, treasure, you release miracles. You, not God. Out of that treasure, you release joy. You, not God. Out of that treasure, you speak positive things. Out of that treasure, when you are in pain, you can still rejoice. Out of that pressure, when the exam pressure is on, you can still speak peace. A good man. Out of the abundance of the treasure in his heart, releases good things. What you store in your heart, that is what you release. So, at the stage, I was thinking of speaking on guard your heart. Guard your heart. Then it changed. What is in your heart? And I thought the two types of hearts. This one I'm praying that we shall all open up our hearts to God. You know, in this church, we, we have a slogan, and it's not just a slogan, but it's part of our mission. That whatever good thing we do in this place, we produce some. You see, there's no point in coming to church. When we are singing, you don't sing. When we are praying, you don't pray. When we are dancing, you don't dance. When you are shouting, then you are quiet. When you are quiet, then you are talking. The good things that we do get involved and do some. I will show you from scripture why that is important. Can you please put up Second Samuel chapter 6 for me? A very popular passage that we all know. But this morning, I want us to reflect on some thoughts of this scripture. Second Samuel chapter 6. I want you to be fast with me so that we don't have too many transitions. I want us to read it together. I don't project my presentation until I'm ready for it. Second Samuel chapter 6 from verse 12. Along the line, you know, the topic of the exhortation, look, even just introducing the topic is, is going to be more than the, 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 the uh, exhortation itself because I think that's what God wants to emphasize on. The Lord began to speak to me as from on Curse a blessing to curse it. God wants to bless you, but by the way you position your heart, that blessing becomes a curse. That's not already Second Samuel chapter six. Reading from verse twelve. This is a very popular story about um, 
David dancing in the presence of God. You know, the ark of God represents the presence of God. And the, the ark had been in the, in, the heart, in, in the house of Obedidom. And God had blessed Obedidom so much that it was very obvious the blessing that came as a result of the presence of the ark. And then David arranged that the ark should be brought back to Israel. And the Bible tells us from verse 12. Now the king David was told that the Lord has blessed the household of Obedidom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down and brought the ark of God from the house of Obedidom and the city, to the city of David with rejoicing. You see, when uh, Uncle Bethel was talking about this is a missionary church, he said, you must rejoice in the presence of God. Paul says, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. You see, you shouldn't rejoice only when things are going good. When you've got a first class school, the BC student, you're waiting for a school, isn't it? And you're not sure whether you get your first choice or not. You're praying that you get your first choice. You don't only rejoice when you get your first choice school. You rejoice in God because of what he has done for us. What he has done out of what he has done for us will be released his blessings and his joy. So our joy is not dependent on our situations. The, our situations can make us sad and that is valid. But in the midst of the sadness, we remember what he has done for us and we rejoice in him. So David said, the brother ark with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed. Do you understand? And that's what the service is going to be like today. We'll take one, two, three, four, five, six. We'll pause. We'll give God some special praise. We'll do one, two, three, four, five, six. We'll pause. We'll give God some special sacrifice. It's a strange thing because it had never been recorded in scripture before. We are bringing back God's presence. You are bringing back his ark. And when you move more, I mean, out of the rejoicing of the presence, you give him sacrifice. Scripture continues and says that David, wearing a linen effort, danced before the Lord with all his might. You know this so well. While he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. I don't know what, whether you noticed what I noticed. I noticed this for the first time when I was looking at this scripture this morning. While he and the entire house of Israel, repeat after me, the entire house of Israel. David was bringing back the ark into Israel. He and the entire house of Israel. This morning, teacher, I announced to you, we and the entire, myself and the entire, chapel, uh, entire members of Teen Chapel, we are going to give God a special sacrifice. Everybody included. Everybody, everybody means you. Don't exclude yourself. He and the entire house brought the ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets. So when we say we are shouting together, we are shouting together. When we are blowing the trumpet together, we are blowing together. When we are jumping together, we are jumping together. Whatever we do, you do some. And then it goes on. As the ark 
was entering the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, watched from the window. And when she saw David limping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him where in her heart. What was Michal doing in her room? When the Bible says David and the entire household were bringing back the ark, what was David's wife doing in her room? When we are all praising God, we are chatting. When we are all praying, you are folded your arms and you are looking around. There's a place where we do, you see, that's why, that's, that's why we call this corporate worship. When we are doing things, let's do it together. There's a place where God brings us together to release something good to all of us. And then we receive it as individuals. So the Bible says that Mikal despised David limping and dancing before God in her heart. I beg you, whatever we do today, whatever happens to anybody today, don't look at anybody and despise them. I cry a lot. When I'm crying, don't look at me and say, this old guy, what's wrong with him? Don't do that. When you see somebody running around like a mad person, don't mind him. Mind your God. Somebody listen to me. We are talking about the heart. Open up the heart, your heart unto God. Let's continue. They brought the ark of the Lord, set it in his place inside the tent, and David uh, pitched for, that the, David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. Next verse, please, very quickly. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. After the presence had been brought, David, the prophet, and the king, he blessed the people. I pray that as David blessed the people, and as you pronounce blessings upon you today, you will be blessed. And that you will not walk away with a curse. David blessed the people. After the jumping, after the shouting, after the sacrifice, after the rejoicing, he blessed them. And after he blessed them, let's move on. After blessing them spiritually, after pronouncing spiritual blessing for them, don't come and ask me for money after we close. He gave everybody a loaf of bread. And a cake of dates and a cake of reasons to every person that was in the crowd, both the men and the women. And all the people went to their homes. Do you think they'll go sad? They'll go happy. Nobody went home hungry. Those who were hungry, they got bread to eat. Verse 20. When David returned from the house to bless his household, listen. David had blessed Israel 
And David came with special anointing to bless his own house, his own family. He came with blessings. And then Michal, the daughter of Saul, who was his wife, came out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servant as a vulgar fellow would do. 21. David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or any other person from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. Nothing will stop me from celebrating. And I'll celebrate in any way I choose before the Lord. Verse 22. I will become even more dignified, even more vile than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. I will cry in my own eyes. I will roll on the floor in my own eyes. I will do anything in my own eyes and in the eyes of anybody who chooses to see in order to honor God. And I will be held in honor by God himself. Verse 23. And Michal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. David came with blessing for his household and his own wife because of the position of her heart went away with the curse. I pray that this morning nobody will leave this place with a curse. God has chosen to bless us that will know that he is a blesser as he has said in his word. That will be empowered and encouraged to go out and tell other people that your sin is keeping you away from God. Be reconciled to him. The salvation in Jesus. Come to Jesus. This message will burn in your heart and you obey and speak it out. And he will bless you more. And you bless the one that you have brought to Christ the more. And he will keep blessing because he is the things that we put in our hearts can we go back to the presentation the things that we put in our hearts determine what we become and my challenge to us this morning is that what are you putting in your hearts you know the reason why at camp we all get fired up. We all feel holy and sense holiness and sense power and experience the miraculous. Do you know why? Is it not the same people we are? Is it not the same God that we serve? But when we come to camp, it's like we forget about every other thing and our whole focus is on God. And God too has time for us. He bombards us with his word. Morning, afternoon, evening, and even in the night in our dreams. We keep loading our hearts with the word. And the more we take it, the more we are transformed. The more we don't see ourselves, but the more we see him. We, 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 we feel so saturated with the word. Nothing else comes out of our mouth. Even those who are bad, 
those who go to camp with a bad agenda. Because of the supersaturation of the word of God, it influences you. The rate at which you think about bad things, the rate at which you, you try to, you know, to, to, to implement your agenda, your wrong agenda with which came to camp, somehow it is changed. You try to think of something bad and the good comes because you are being bombarded with the word of God. No wonder you experience the reality of God. See, but there is something about being in an atmosphere of God and not participating. It's not the same. For the past couple of years at camp, anytime that we do the praise night, I always got, get so tired or feel sick. And when it's time for the praise night, I just come and sit in and enjoy the atmosphere. I have not actively participated. But this year, I told you before camp. But there's got to get a time that when I'll be selfish. Because I'll be seeking for myself. And even though this camp was a camp that I got so tired, if I, I even felt sick at certain stages, I determined at the praise night that I was going to get involved. And those of you observe me, who tried to observe me, you notice, you might have noticed. It was a different bijou at praise night this year. There was a time that I was so emotionally broken before the presence of God. Like that some of you, the way some of you get broken for the first time during the praise night. But there were some people too who were just sitting down and looking around and having fun with people enjoying the presence of God. Like how some of you are seated around, not getting involved in what you are doing, and just having fun looking at people. Do you not experience God? Listen, I'm sure every one of us has been to a party before, haven't you? Any kind of party. What makes the party rock? The food. Yeah, the food makes the party rock. Because we go to eat. The drinks, we go to drink. And those of you who drink bad ones, some of the bad ones, okay, and drink the good ones. When it comes to music, having fun, and dancing, what makes the party rock? Is it the music? Is it the dancing? You see that you're not even sure yourself. Let me tell you what makes the party rock. When you are into your elements at a party, can you just listen to the music and dance? No. When you're into the elements of the party and you're enjoying the party, even though the music is playing, you have to sing some. If you don't sing along with the music, you enjoy, but you don't enjoy to some levels. Let me tell you a spiritual truth. There's a reason why we sing in worship. There is a reason why we make declarations in worship. You see, when you start singing, I don't want to go into the biology of it because it's supposed to be an exhortation, not a preaching. When you start singing, when you start speaking words, especially when they are words of scripture, the words of scripture goes to break something in your mindset. In your, I'm not, not just, it's not the mindset. It's the biology of your brain. It goes to break something. See, the brain is sad that your brain tells you what you can do and what you can't do. 
have the ability to do all kinds of things, you have no idea. But the day you are able to break through and tell yourself, I can do it, you will do it. When we declare scripture, when we speak for scripture, the scripture says that, let the weak say, I am strong. Why does scripture tell us to say, I'm strong and I'm weak? Let the poor say, I am rich. Why? When we keep speaking that, it breaks a certain barrier. I don't want to go to the biological test. It breaks a certain barrier in the brain who tells you you can't do it. You break out what there, and then suddenly you believe you can do it. That is how we receive miracles. That is when words become faith. And you step out and you believe God. And this morning we are going to make some declarations towards the end of the service. I want to ask you to read a couple of scriptures and then we'll move into something else. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible from the New Living uh, uh, Bible. Second Colossians chapter one, uh, uh, 1 verse 6. And now just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for every day's problem. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow deep down into him and draw nourishment for him. See that you keep on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught. You must be strong in the way by allowing your roots to go into the way. By bombarding your heart with the way. By soaking your heart with the word. By saturating your heart with the word. That is the only way you can maintain the camp life. There's no other way. I'm going to say some negative things, but please, those I'm saying to you don't feel bad. Okay? Because it's not just to you. It applies to almost all of us, including myself. I recently joined um, a WhatsApp group in this church. Don't betray yourself so, because I'm not mentioning your name. And then at a stage, some people in the group didn't know that I was in the group. So they were just doing what they normally do in the group. And I was amazed at what was happening in the group because there was no scripture. You had just come back from camp. Nothing about camp. Nothing about quiet time. In fact, practically even nothing about their lives. You wake up uh, Hi, good morning. Charlie, who did there? I mean, that's all the responses to hi. Uh, hello, good morning. Uncle Solomon, right? But don't betray the group, okay? That was all that was going on in the group. If you wake up every day and all you do with God, good morning, God, he also say good morning. Hi, God, uh, hi, hi, how are you doing? And, and, the, virtually the whole day. And I said to myself, ah, these people. I didn't know some teacher pool. And then there was one time I posted something. And I said, hey, Uncle Bijou is in this group. But you see, that being their natural self, it continued. This morning, I decided not to look at that group this morning. There was, was it yesterday or two days ago? Somebody well, Post hi, good morning. Nobody responds. Ah, fine, nobody's around. Then somebody said, they are sleeping. I said, what sleeping are they? They are posted. Wake up. 6.30 in the morning. They're sleeping. You are saying, oh, don't you sleep at 6.30? Hey, 
Green and gold track. When is rising bell in secondary school? When is rising bell? Most schools latest by five o'clock rising bell. And you're supposed to finish bathing by a certain time. And you're supposed to do some chores. And there is inspection before you even start thinking about breakfast. Some people even go to school before they come back for breakfast. If even our academic system sees this kind of discipline, why do you keep on sleeping? You are wasting your life away. Even if you are on vacation, wake up. Do some house chores in the house. Get involved in activity. Read. Listen to news. I was chatting with somebody else and say, Uncle, but you listen to news too much. You are supposed to be current and relevant and you don't listen to news. How do you know what is happening in the world? How do you know what is happening in the Christian church? How do you know what is happening in the anti-Christian church? How can you live in a world like that? Wake up. Bombard yourself with the word of God. Don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies. Remember, I told you I'm going to be contrasting two things. You either let your roots grow down into the word. My friend, how can you be sitting in front and I see. I see. You are going again. Don't be shy. Raise your head. Try and listen. Try and concentrate. Okay? I said don't laugh at anybody. I'm serious. Look, don't be shy. Just raise your head and look at my face. And keep your eyes open. Okay? And listen. Okay? Listen to me. If you don't fill your heart with the word of God, with the word of God, the world will feed you with all kinds of things. It's one of the reasons many of us struggle with pornography and other things. Last week, I was sharing with Uncle Bethon and another facilitator about the, the constant pornography suggestive ways that we receive on the net. And I showed him some things that I have been seeing of late. He looked at it and then just quitted his eyes. But that's a reality. Some of you, you look at it and then you look, open your eyes. You want to see well. You forget that you are at camp. And then another one pops up and you look well. The next time it doesn't pop up, you go looking for it. And you fill your heart with these things. You know, you haven't had quite time. These things will affect you. It will change you. It will make you lose the glory. It will make you lose the fire of God. It will make you backslide. It will make God so far away. You don't see him as real anymore. You don't see him as relevant anymore. And you begin to have faith in these things. Don't let these things spoil your faith and your joy with their wrong philosophies. They are wrong and shallow answers built on man's thoughts and ideas and wisdom. Israel for Christ has taught us. For Christ, for in Christ there is all of God in the human body. 
Second Corinthians, it's written, I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for us. God has plenty of things in store for us. Grace, blessings, miracles, and all that together with power, challenges to work for him and to honor him so he will build for us an eternity that we will enjoy and, and, and we will be happy with that eternity. While we caution others that, look, there's a hell, the, the lake of fire, hell is awaiting them. If they reject the love of God, come, come, come experience the love of God. Get out of your sin. That message must be burning on your heart all the time. If you are saturating your heart with the word of God. Listen, the reason why some of us struggle to talk about God or tell others about Jesus Christ is because our hearts are not saturated with the word. It is said of uh, uh, Archbishop Benson in the whole there was fire in his bones. When the word of God is inside you, you just want to let it out. You don't have to learn how to let it out. And the word of God generates that fire. What kind of heart do you have? What are you putting in your heart? Do you even see the promises of God at all? No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. But we have received the spirit, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of him who is from God. See, there are two kinds of spirits. The spirit of God and the spirit of the world. Which one is controlling you? Listen very carefully. This is scripture. That we might know the things that have been freely given us by God. It is the spirit of God that shows you what God has given us freely. The more you saturate yourself with the word, the spirit that is in you shows you who you are in God, what God has made for you, the promises that he has for you now and for all eternity. If you don't fill your heart with the word of God, you'll be controlled by the spirit of the world. The world will fill your heart with pornography. The world will fill your heart with fear. The world will fill your heart with guilt. The world will fill your heart with lust. And these things become natural to you. You are in church, but you are lusting. The spirit of the world also freely shows you the things that the devil has in store for you. If you open up your heart to him, he will show you. So be careful. Oh, I thought the adult church was going to chair. But we still do what we have to do. So let me, let me cut this piece. Okay. Let me cut this piece. But look, fill your heart with the word of God. Fill your heart with the word of God. Do you hear me? I said, fill your heart with the word of God. I'm trying not to get into the flesh. Fill your heart with the word of God. We're going to start something this morning. We'll continue the all night. 
the past two days, I experienced something which I haven't experienced in a long while. I, I experienced bits and pieces of it, but these two days was something else. I woke up in the morning with a song of declaration on my heart. And throughout the day, when I was thinking about this song, and Sumetis, I want you to play along, please. Throughout the day, whether I was thinking about the song or not, any time that I desire to sing unto the Lord, the song just comes up. It's like those of us who receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time and then you cannot speak any other language. Anytime you open your mouth, no tongues. You are eating, you want to pray, tongues. Anything you want to do, just tongues just comes up. That's, that's the kind of thing I experienced. And it continued this morning. I woke up and this song was just on my heart. It was just a declaration. This morning, we are going to do something a little different. But before then, I want us to sing along this song that the Lord put on my heart. And it's important that we keep making such declaration every day of our lives. You need to affirm who God is. Not that I'm giving you the signal you are waiting for me. You need to constantly affirm who God is to you. Who is your God? Who is God to you? In the midst of your failure, your pain, whatever you go through, you need to affirm this God to yourself. Hallelujah. Whatever he shows you in his word, speak it out. Always. Always speak it out. You must remember the source of your life. Can you give us some volume, please? You must always remember that God is your source. Even while you are fornicating, remember God. In your sin, remember God. Always remember His grace. Remember that He's your source of strength. Shall we all rise up and play along, sing along, do everything along? But I want you to remember, make this declaration God is my strength. There's none other apart from God, there's none other. And this strength reaches out to me every day of my life. Whatever I find myself in, you remain my strength. You remain my source. You remain my everything. And your strength always reaches out to me. In my weakness, you are my strength. I 
His forgiveness, which is as much. Accept the power in the blood of Jesus. It always appears to us. The power of God always reaches out to us. Wherever we find ourselves. Grace reaches out to us.
listen to me. I don't know how much time we have. But sorry, those of you sitting in the first two rows, can you please dissolve your chairs? Just move your chairs away and find some place to stand. Those of you in the first two rows, just move your chairs. Take your post. You haven't find any space to stand. I still want you to be in the spirit of prayer and in the mood of expectation. This morning, we want to impart something from camp to those of you who were not at camp. Please move the chairs away. Ashes, please help them. Move the chairs away. All those of you in JHS who are at camp, please come and line up here. All those who are in JHS and we are at camp, please come here. chairs away. Don't cross this barrier. This way. Auntie Gina, can I please get the bowl? Auntie Gina, can I please get the bowl? Is our strength. Mateando Zapari and Desifte. Strength like no here. I said those in JHS who are at camp. I didn't say those in JHS. Wow, so many of you. Can you please dissolve this chest? Move them back so they can take up more space. Take all those chests off. Pack them to the side and pack them this way. Very quickly, please. Ashes, please be fast. And those of you here, help them. Move all the chairs away from Create space there. You're going to move out there. I don't want anybody in the aisle. You don't want to be an usher. Learn to be an usher. Help move all those chairs away. Move them from there. Create space. And complete empty space over there. strength 
Ashes, do much of work. Sister, here, Michael, let go. Help her to move the chest away. Clear all this place. Riches. Let's spread out this. Maybe let them add another rule. Let them add another rule. There's too much congestion over there. Uncle Bethmon. Auntie Gina, do you have the bowl? Please join me. Please, nobody against the walls. To expect her, let me just get ready. You are my strength. Softly, please. Like no 
Lord, you set this for To set your people apart. And to do that which you want to do. May there be some impartations. And may there be staring as this all touches. Anyone to be set apart to you and your word and your kingdom business. In Jesus' name. Anoint all those who are here. 
all those in DHS, that the oil and anoint the facilitators and the others in the ashes. You are my strength, strength like no other, just move among them, just move among them. Don't all rush in the front. Some of you move to the second row, the third and fourth rows.
Are they done? Strength like no other. Who has not been touched? If you have not been touched, please lift your hand and let me say. Keep, keep it up. Is there something? JJ students, please. I trust in you 
I depend on your word. Your word will speak for me. The blood of Jesus, it avails for me. It shall speak on my behalf. In my weakness, you are my strength. In my poverty, you are my riches. In my sickness, you are my help. When I am lost, you are my guide. You are the way. You are the truth. And you are the life. You are the light of the world. You will not fail me. You have made me salt. You have made me to flavor this earth. I shall go out into the earth. I shall be a salt. And I shall flavor the world. Because you have made me a kingdom person. Open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues. Let's begin to speak in tongues. Speak it out loud. Tear up this mantle. Tear up what has been imparted unto you. Whether you are at camp or not. Tear it up, tear it up, tear it up. Let every voice be lifted up in prayer this morning. You will not be a failure in school. You will rise up in school. You will be called a soul winner. You will be called a fruit bearer. You shall be strong. You shall be strong for the Lord. You shall be strong in your inner man. You will take in the word. You will eat the word. You will digest the word. You will believe the word. You will obey the word. And you will be a soul winner. You shall reproduce yourself in other people. You shall be a procure. You shall be a carrier of power. You shall be a carrier of soul. You shall be a winner of soul. You shall be a disciple. You shall be a disciple of Jesus. You shall be an intercessor in your school. You shall be a preacher in your school. You shall be a preacher of the word. A preacher of power. A preacher of deliverance. A preacher of healing. You will be a source of strength wherever you find yourself. You shall not backslide. You shall carry the power of God. You shall carry the mantle of God. I can do that. You walk in wisdom. You shall be a wise youth. You be a strong youth. And you that God can depend on. Let's find a chair and sit down somewhere. Everybody.
and Sadducees and church leaders didn't know how to cope with the Roman Empire and they were struggling to understand where was God in all this where was the Messiah there was a young man called Jesus our savior who rose to the occasion in these last days God is looking for young people. Young people who are ready, who avail themselves. You feel you don't know anything. That's the kind of person that God wants. You feel that you haven't done this before. That's the kind of person God wants. He's looking for somebody who can depend upon him. Who rely on him for strength. Who rely on him for revelation. Who rely on him for power? It doesn't matter your age. But just be careful the thing that you put in your heart. You have no idea what has taken place right now. And I pray that God will open your eyes to begin to see and to understand. 